listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. If I haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet, uh, my name is Parker, and I get to serve here um, at Abide Church with a lot of y'all's kids in the kids' classroom, and uh, it is a blast. Let me tell you what, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, one thing, too, if it's your first time here, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, it's, I know this is a little bit different of a church. <laughs> uh, you usually don't walk in and there's tables around and then a lyric video and all that kind of stuff. But here's the reason why we do that is we want to connect with you. That's the truth of it. The tables, it's about connecting. Um, and we do that because Jesus connected with his disciples. Jesus connects with us every day. And even whenever worship, we just want to take some time where it's okay. Move wherever you want to move just to connect with God. And that's what it's all about. That's why we have church. That's why we're here together. And so we're just so glad that y'all are here. Whether it's your first time, whether you've been to church a million times, uh, God's amazing. God does what he does best. And that's the cool thing. Um, Yeah. Today, I'll just preface with this. Um, (laughs) Well, I'll say this first. Pastor Dan, the the lead pastor of the church, obviously he's not here today, uh, which is great. Um, And I say that because uh, he's actually taking some time to rest. And over this past past month in August, he's gone ahead and he's um, taking some time just to take a sabbatical and, and get refreshed personally as a son of God not only as a pastor, but with his family, and just really say, God, what do you want from me as a son, as a father, as a man, as all these things, as a husband? Because sometimes you can, you guys all know, whenever you go to work, you put on your work hat. You're like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm doing this. We get so caught up in in work. We get so caught up in what we do that sometimes we just forget we're sons and daughters. We need Jesus every single day. We need Jesus. And so, um, He's having a great time. He's actually heading out there to play some golf. So prayers for him and his brothers because um, apparently they need help at golf. But uh, yeah, so I just wanted to take a minute, though, all jokes aside, to honor him. Um, he, he follows God, and that's the best thing that we can ever do is whatever God says do, let's go do it, period. There's no if, there's no ands, there's no buts, there's no fear. All those things are there, but whenever God says go, Let's go, plain and simple. And so I love and I honor him for that uh, because if you know his story, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He, um, he just loves God and he wants people to live, love, and look like Jesus. And that's what we're all here about, um, especially at this church. Like I said, if it's your first time here, um, we, we want people to live, love, and look like Jesus. And uh, that's it. It's very plain. It's very simple. And um, like I was saying before with prefacing, this isn't a, uh, hey, I got 12 things and notes up here. This is actually just what we're going to be praying for. Um, and I wanted this to be a lot more of a conversation or me actually talking rather than, hey, I got all these things planned out. The Holy Spirit moves. God does what he does best. God has healings, miracles. He speaks to you personally. And I trust your conversation with him. I trust your conversation with him because you're his son because you're his daughter. He's going to speak to you personally. And and all I'm here to do is just say, let's talk about it. Uh, So um, 
it's, it's going to be a little bit different, but I hope, I hope God speaks to you, and I know that he will if you expect it. Um, only got a couple verses for you today, and the first one is this. Um, we were talking about the gospel, and, and with Jesus, see, Jesus coming and us living, loving, and looking like him, this is why. In Luke 19.10, it says this. Jesus himself says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And as preparing for this weekend, that's the reason why we had Emily do the welcome and giving, is because you get to see what all God's doing. You get to see with your own eyes through that video of the healings that God is able to do, of the salvations, the life change that people overseas in Ecuador and Albania, that God is doing. God's doing amazing miracles there. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus came very simply to seek and save the lost. And at this church, we help to live, love, and look like Jesus. How do we do this? Period. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. What are we supposed to do? Seek and save the lost. And what does that mean? What does that look like for us? God's a big God. God's a real big God. And he has placed people in your life, in your family, your sons, your daughters, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles. Place people in your family. You know what you're in their family for? This. Period that to help them know Jesus to be his expression of unconditional love in their life that doesn't mean you're like hey God's gonna smite you down no that's not the good news of the gospel the gospel is hey Jesus died for you period he doesn't care what you did he just wants you to be a son he wants you to be his daughter come on in we're not here to judge you we're here to love you See it through those eyes because that's God's perspective. So whenever you see your family, whenever you see your friends, see it through those eyes. Hey, I love you because God loves you. Because he doesn't see your sin, so I don't see your sin. I see you who you're supposed to be. God's placed you in your family's life on purpose to help them know Jesus. What about your friends? What about your friends who, are, who seem to be far from God, who are running? I think there's people that come into my mind. And in honest, in religion, it's like, oh, you better not do that. I can't believe we're doing this. You know, I know you're doing this and doing that. And, you know, whenever they come around me, they're like, oh, man, I just feel bad for doing this. I feel bad for doing this. You know what God says? He looks at me and says, hey, just come to me. Just come to me. Just sit and talk and listen and be real. I'm here for you. I already paid for all that. So we don't need to worry about it. So there's people in your life, your friends, friends that we know. And if we could see them through these eyes and say, I'm just here for you, period. I love you because Jesus loves you. I'm here to help you know him. And sometimes that means talking to him about it. Sometimes that means just going and sitting with him. <laughs> going and being around him. Jesus sat with People who the Pharisees and who people at church these days would be like, mm -mm, don't do that. But he, he went and did it anyway. He went and did it anyway because he loves them. And what about your work? What about your work? The place where sometimes we hate. Can I be completely honest? <laughs> sometimes it's just like, why, why am I here? And I think we all go through that where it's just like, God, why am I at this job? Why am I here with these people? Those people who get on your nerves. Anybody you know what I'm talking about? Like those people who you can't stand. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
God's put you in their lives on purpose so that you can be Jesus to them. That's it. <laughs> it's very simple. It's very simple. But we look at him and we just say, hey, I'm here for you. Jesus, use me. Every single day whenever we wake up and we think about our family, we think about our friends, we think about our coworkers, and we just say, Lord, help us be Jesus to them today. Help us lead them to you today. And you know what? Our work, we'll, we'll go into work with a different perspective. We'll go to that family reunion with a different perspective, am I right? <laughs> we'll go to our friend's house with a different perspective because we're not trying to change them. We're just trying to say, we love you. We get to be like Jesus. We get to be like Jesus. And I wanted to, whenever we talk about coming to seek and save the lost, something that God put on my heart for this was one way that we do that practically is through our prayers. And Pastor Dan is going to do an amazing series this next week and this next month about how to stand in a culture that likes to bow. It's going to be super powerful. You do not want to miss it. But one way that we do that is through our prayers. And look around the world. Seriously, just think about the world right now and the state that we're in. The confusion, the hatred, the division that the devil is stirring up. It's not God. It's not we're looking at God saying, oh, why are you doing this? It's the freaking devil. Period. There's no, uh, it's the devil trying to stir and create division. And so we as Christians can point to somebody else and blame, oh, it's these guys. Oh, it's those guys. I can't believe. That's not how Jesus sees it. Jesus said, it is finished. And that we get to love others. We get to see others through the eyes of love. And so one way we do that is through prayer. And I was convicted with this because my prayer would be like, hey, God, thank you for the food. Hey, God, thank you for a great day today. And then I would drive to work and say the same prayer. Seriously, my entire life from fifth, fifth grade, when I actually learned how to pray until about 18 years old was, God, thank you for today. Thank you for school. Thank you that I get to have fun and um, sports today. Bless me. In Jesus' name, amen. I prayed that prayer for like 13 years. Or I can do math. Something like that. I prayed, I prayed that way for a long, long time. But you know what changed my perspective on that? Is this verse. It's realizing every single person that God's placed in front of us, we get to seek and help Jesus know. We get to help them know Jesus. That's it. And so what are we praying for them, for our family? Like dig into your prayers. Go all out in your prayers go all out. Pray for those family members. Pray for those friends. Pray for the people that, because the Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. What if somebody, what if your family member, what if your friend, what if your coworker came to know Jesus because of the prayers that you prayed? What if I could guarantee you 100%, hey, Jason, I'm going to, if that coworker that you know that doesn't know Jesus, if you pray for them, they will know Jesus. Would you pray more? Would we all pray more? Absolutely. Let's pray that way because it's who God is. It's his will for people to know him. So let's pray that way. Let's pray for our kids. The reason why I brought these up, let's pray for our kids. This is about kids. 
Let's pray for Jordan, Randy. Let's pray for Gavin, for Elsie, for the kids that God's placed in our lives. Let's pray for our church family. Let's pray for the people who need him. It's that simple. One thing that I love doing practically is I have this map. And at first, I got this map because somebody gave it to me. Like, oh, here, you want a map of Tulsa? And I was like, I lived in Tulsa like 20-something years of my life. Why would I need a map? Like, that's lame. Also, I don't even use a map ever. So there's also that. So I was like, what am I going to do with this? Um, But one day, whenever we were talking about praying, God just put on my heart, hey, start praying over this map. And then he's like, oh, that's cool. No, but seriously, start praying over the map. I was like, what am I going to pray for? Pray for churches that are here in Tulsa. Pray for our friends, our home, the, our, the, the homeless people that are here in Tulsa. Pray for them. Stop ignoring them. Stop driving by like this. Saying, God, help them. Whenever God says, I want you to help them. We need to pray for them. We need to be bold in those prayers. Pray for our homeless people. Pray for ministries. We got ministries. We got one of these right over there on that info table. And these are just family emergency ministries. An emergency infant service. Tulsa Dream Center. The People's Pantry. John 316. The Ministry Center. All these places. What if we lifted them up and said, God, send people to go be your hands and feet. Because somebody was the hands and feet who helped lead us to Jesus. That's it. There are these. Pray for, let's pray for the ministries. Let's pray for the people in our city who need Jesus. Let's be on fire for it. And one of the last things is I got this book. Shout out to Global Ventures. Um, This is not paid advertising, but... um, (laughs) It's called Desperation Speaks, and it's a book by their founder, um, Brother John Smithwick. It's really, really good, and it talks about going out to the nations just like this verse said. But in the back, the most meaningful part is this. I'll show you in one sec. It's countries in the 1040 window, and it says right beside it, four billion people have never heard the gospel. Four billion people have never heard the gospel. And we sit here in Tulsa and we're like, Psh, the Great Commission's over. Come on. I mean, look around Tulsa, Jerusalem. Like, look around the United States. But four billion people, a lot of them in that 1040 window, have never once heard about Jesus. Those people in Ecuador, those people in Albania, who's Jesus? And you get to share that. It says two billion people have no access to it. They have no access to the gospel. And we get to pray that God will send people to go seek and save the lost in those nations. There's all these countries. There's like 60 of them, if if my math is correct. And the first one, top of the list, it's alphabetically. What do you guys think it is? It's Afghanistan. And I'm not trying to make it political, any of that. Here's what we need to do. We need to pray for Afghanistan. We need to pray for the people that are in Afghanistan. We need to pray for the Taliban. Some of y'all might look at me like I'm crazy. 
But Jesus himself, as he was dying on the cross, looked out and he said, forgive them, they know not what they do. What if we had that heart towards people who hate us, towards people who want to kill us? That should be our heart, because that's Jesus' heart. Always, forever, there's people in these nations who are being persecuted, who need your prayers. That's the cool thing. We get to be dangerous. You are dangerous. Not we get to be. Every single person in here is dangerous for the kingdom. 100%. 100%. You get to be used. Because this isn't just for the Global Ventures missionaries. This isn't just for people who serve at a church or work at a church. This is for every single one of us. This is why we're on this earth. Always, forever, every single day. And let's start praying and believing that God is going to work and is working in our families' lives, in our friends' lives, in our communities' lives, overseas, every single place. Let's pray about it because God is wanting a revival here and now. And it starts with prayer. It starts with prayer. So that's just one thing. Second thing I kind of wanted to talk about. By the way, I'm totally spilling this communion juice all over the stand. So I am so sorry. Uh, Pastor Dan, if you're listening, oops. Um, But this is the second verse that I want to talk about a little bit. It's in Acts, and I read this. It says, the spirit of the Lord told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. And then it says, and then Philip ran. And then Philip ran. Yes, it's one thing to pray. It's one thing to remember the gospel. It's one thing to say, hey, God, I pray for this. But God wants to use every single one of us. What are we actually going to do about it? The Bible says in James, faith without works is dead. It's dead. So we can pray all day long, and God will move through that. But God wants to use us. He wants to use us. He wants to use you. So out of all those things, maybe, maybe it's not something that I mentioned, but like I said at the beginning, God speaks to you personally. What's one thing that God has been telling you to do? Hey, Nathaniel, go do this. Hey, Tim, go do this. Hey, go do this. And there's fear. I've let fear rule my life for way too long. The Bible says that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us power, love, sound mind. So if we can throw fear out the window, it has no room in your Spirit has no room in your body. What have you been hesitant about, fearful about? That God's saying, run. Freaking run. And a race, it's on your mark, get set, go. Right? But what if a lot of us have just been on your mark, get set, go. And we just stand here. And we stand here. And we stand here. God, help. God, help. God, help. He's saying, go. Run. Run to it. Don't just pray for the people in Afghanistan. Send money to support them. Don't just pray for the homeless community. Go send clothes. This is practical. Like the other day, one of my friends, he works at, he helps out a lot of the homeless people in our community, a lot of our friends. And he said, hey, do you have any clothes that you haven't worn that are nice? And I looked at my clothes and I'm like, 
I only wear like the same seven things every single week. And my girlfriend can attest to that. It's very bad. I don't go shopping ever. Please pray for me about that. Mark that up on your prayer list um, because it's actually real bad. But I looked through the closet and there was all this stuff. And it was just like, I'm, I'm going to give it to them because they need it. They need it. And I want to share a quick story about that. Had a bunch of hats. They're like the flat bill hats. And I'm not cool. I'm 0% cool. Shane can attest to that. But I used to think I was cool in, um, in, in high school. And um, yeah, it was bad. But I used to have these flat bill hats. And I don't wear them anymore. And I was like, I don't wear these. So I'm going to give them away. And it was this guy's birthday on Thursday, whenever I gave him the hats. And he had been out on the streets for 30 years. His name is like, um, oh man, I can't forget his name. I'll have to ask the guy. But he drove his, his bike eight miles to go meet with that guy and get some food. Eight miles, he rode his bike. And it was his birthday. And my, my friend Danny was able to give him the hat. And the man started bawling, crying and said, this is like a brand new hat. And he started crying, he's like, thank you. Thank you so much. And it was just sitting in my closet, hadn't been worn in years. That's the impact that God wants you to have. It might seem small, but it changed his entire day. It showed God's love. And so that can be a simple thing. What are those things that God's asking you to go do? And you just run to. No more excuses. No more apathy, no more fear. Those healings that we saw in that video, happening right here in Tulsa. Happening right here in Tulsa. Those salvations happening right here in Tulsa. Anytime somebody needs prayer, you be the one to pray for them. You look at me and say, yeah, God's going to heal you. Let's pray. Period. It's that easy. Run towards it. Because we can't play it safe anymore. We can't play it safe. God didn't come and die for us so that we could play it safe and be comfortable. God came and died for us so that people could know him. It says in his word in John, <laughs> it says this word will be preached in every nation and then the end will come. So we got a job to do and it's exciting. So let's go do it. Let's pray about it and let's go run and get after it. Let's go run, get after it. Last thing I'll say is this. Good. Um, last thing I'll say is this. And John, this is Jesus. This is why it's so important. Not only because he was sent here, not only because he said, go do it. Jesus himself, in John 4, it's a story of the Samaritan woman. And he calls her out on a lot of stuff, which is awesome, but it's through love. And then his disciples are going to come give him food. And this is what it says in John 4, 34. My food, says Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. I'm going to read that again. My food, says Jesus, says Parker, says all of us, is to do the will of him who sent you and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes. Open your eyes and look at the fields. 
they are ripe for harvest. Another version says harvest is now. The harvest is now. The harvest is now here in Tulsa. The harvest is now here with your family. The harvest is now here with your friends. The harvest is now here with your coworkers. The harvest is now overseas. The harvest is now with our friends in the homeless community. The harvest is now everywhere you go. And you are as harvesters. So let's pray about it and let's go do it. Let's go do it. Let's run. Let's run together. Let's change the world. I love you guys. Let's pray. God, thank you for you. Lord, we love you so much. We're so thankful that you came and you died for us. And that's the best news of all time. And I want to give everyone in here the opportunity, if you've never heard that news, or if you heard that news and it's been, <laughs> it's, it seemed too good to be true. Or it seemed, yeah, but, but God doesn't, doesn't know <laughs> all about me. He doesn't know the sins and you've been hesitant. Your first step is to run to the Father. Your first step is to run to Him and say, Jesus, I need you. I throw away all the, the pride. I throw away all the, I just come to you wholeheartedly and say, God, I don't have any place else to run. I need that love. I need that unconditional love that you don't care what I've done. You just care about me. You know me my name. You know my name. You know my sins, but you call me by name. If that's you, and you want to have a relationship with God, God who loves you, who will always love you, who will never fail you, never forsake you, never say that's too much. No. If you want to have that relationship with him for the first time, or if you want to say, God, I'm, I'm done with the games. I'm done with religion. I'm just running to know you, Jesus. If you want to be part of his family today, raise your hand. Be bold. Praise God. Praise God. I never want to leave here without the opportunity to be part of God's family. And so everybody with your heads bowed, your eyes closed. Let this message from God penetrate your heart. To pray and do whatever he asks you to do. Go do it. speak to you let him speak to you God we love you I thank you father that you are speaking to every person in here you are so personal you know their whole lives you know everything that they are struggling with you know everything that keeps them back the fear the apathy whatever it might be speak to us right now speak to us right now where we say God what are we asking me to do I'll do it might seem little. I might be afraid, but Lord, you are with me, and we already have the victory. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Awesome. So one thing we love to do here at Abide Church is we love 
worshiping together. I know we just worshiped, but one thing that makes it super special is we do this thing called encounter worship. And this is just a time to encounter God. God was speaking to you. And now it's time just to write it out. On the message notes, there was no this, that. If God's speaking to you, write it down and then go do it. And so during this time of encounter worship, if you want to worship, please worship. Please stand. Worship God. We've got an amazing song called All Hail King Jesus. All Hail King Jesus. And it's not only our heart. It's not only Tulsa's heart. But it's, it should be the heart of every single one of us. It's the heart that God put inside of us. It's his heart for the nations. It's his heart for Tulsa. It's his heart for every single person. And we're going to sing this song. But let God speak to you. Don't leave here. Don't leave here without being changed. Don't leave here without one thing that you're going to pray for and one thing that you're going to go do about it. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out AbideChurch.com.